Millennials are ruining the world An exennial perspective Hey everyone, welcome to the season finale of Millennials are ruining the world question mark uh, An exennial perspective, I'm not woke but I'm awake Uh here we are. Uh, this is my new tagline, which I came up with pretty much after all the episodes are done. You can tell which ones I did last because I'll mention it. But real conversations bridging the gap between generations X and Y. To make it clear, we're having conversations and that I don't hate any particular generation really. Although my guest today does. So this is very exciting for our season finale. Uh, so my guest today is trying not to laugh right now. Uh, she works in HR at a university. Uh, she has a real person job and actually likes it. That's the only person that I've had on my podcast uh, with an actual nine to five job who likes it. Uh, Shy also has a nine to five job, but he would, of course, rather be writing comedy as people who listened to his episode four weeks ago would remember. And hopefully people are listening to everything, right? Isn't that how podcasts work? They, uh, usually they, they work click like subscribe that. and they've heard all the episodes. So hopefully at this point you have listened to the other 12 episodes and uh, or maybe they're your friends and they haven't. So now they have to go back and do that. Anyway, um, she sleeps only three to four hours a night. Uh, she's obsessed with Shit's Creek, which is a very funny TV show. <laughs> And she taught herself to walk on her hands. I would have her do it for you right now, but you wouldn't be able to see. Please welcome Sammy Grossman. Or ta-da. Ta-da. Should we say Samantha Grossman? Is that uh, the professional name? Um, yeah, I guess. Well, see, when I met you, really you calls me that. So. Samantha or Sammy? Everyone calls you Sammy. Sammy or Sam? No, Samantha. That's strange. It's, it's it's just too formal. It's a little too Why give a child such a long name if you're never going to use it? I mean... Is it like when your mom gets mad at you? She's like, Samantha! Actually, hashtag true story, and my sister as well. They whip out the full name. That makes sense. Yeah. That's very cliche. But it's like uh, you're on an episode of Bewitched. <laughs> the Darren will be, Samantha! Yes. But I'm just, I'm not that awesome. That's a really old reference, Bewitched. But, but I I've think, seen that show a million I, times. That's because you're kind of young. You're not that young. Not that young. Not compared to some people. Not compared to some people that we'll talk about today. Yes, um, exactly. So, I, you know. But before we like, get on topic, uh, we're going to, first question is, how did we meet Sammy? Seth. So, I knew that we grew up in the same town. And, um... I feel that I had, like, seen you either acting, playing, piano, something along those lines. And then I know that I randomly Facebook messaged yes, you. Yes, you definitely randomly Facebook messaged me. Out of nowhere, introduced myself. Was um, that before they suggested friends? Most definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah, very creepy. And I was actually super nervous to message you. I don't think I ever told you that. Really? Very. I didn't know. Yeah, but I'm so cool because I'm so cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. You're great for my ego. I love it. Um, yeah. So I went out on a limb, messaged you. I like to be <laughs> friends with... Hoping that you would answer me back. <laughs> yeah, I respond to everything. I like to be friends with everybody, but unfortunately, Facebook caps you at 5,000 friends. So know. now I, I have to be that. discerning. Yeah, no, I'm at 4,970 
And I don't, I'm going to have more than 30 people do my showcases this summer. I'm going to get so close to 5,000. So every night at midnight, when I say happy birthday to people, I have to now look at them and be like, do I know who this person is? I definitely need to get out there more. I'm at a paltry 1,100. Yeah, well, that's more than my mom. My mom's at like 258. Small tear dropping. You have more friends than my mom. Good job. Smee is down to, to 256. He was at 258 for a really long time, and then two people unfollowed him, and I was like, why? Why That's would been you, happening to me on Instagram. Why would you ever unfollow a cat? Like, don't you want to see his yes. Catterday? Why would you ever I know. He just, a cat? He posts every Catterday, like clockwork. We're, we're very good about it. I have to put it in my planner, but now we do it every Catterday most of the time because I have to build my social media presence because I live in the t- today. Which I hate. It's something that's a necessary but We evil. talk about that in episode one. So I've brought it all full circle. Uh, so we answered it with me. So our topic today is actually millennials are ruining the world. Because when I say it, I put the question mark there. Because I always meant it as a hyperbolic, as a discussion, and as a satirical poser of a question. But when, when Sammy says it, she fucking means it. <laughs> I fucking mean it. Yes, so I, I do. Yes. So do you consider yourself an exennial then? Because you're younger than I am. I mean, I am. I think I'm at uh, the very beginning stages of the millennial generation, but they've just gone off the deep end. I think so. It's, it's too far for me. So, yeah. I'd I'm like to be clear. It's exennial. it's not every single millennial. It's, it's... Nah, we, we don't want to... Yeah, we don't want to generalize. That's like the we theme. are going to on this episode. Yes, gonna this episode so. we're going to generalize about the whole thing. So all those millennials, hold on for dear life. Dun dun dun. S- hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh, that's a millennial thing. <sighs> okay, that's the millennial part of me. Yeah. See, I never <laughs> say sorry, not sorry. You say that all the time. I kind of do. Yeah. So just for the record, Sammy is a big hypocrite. But we're going to have this discussion <laughs> anyway. All right. So you consider yourself an exennial. Uh, what do you think is wrong with the millennial generation in it? Briefly, and then we'll expand. Um, I'm going to go with the entitlement. I'm going to also go definitely with the lack of professionalism. Um, yeah. And just that they're easily offended. Over everything. That is very true. Over everything. I like to say offensive things, and I've had to cut back when I'm around millennials. Well, because they're, you know, going into a corner and crying. Yeah, snowflakes is what Bill Maher calls them. Yes, and they kind of are. It's true. I mean, they're cute. So why did they end up that way, do we think? (sighs) Too much, Mom and Dad. Too much coddling. Too much, we told them they can do whatever they want. I I didn't tell them that. I also did not tell them so that. So that's not we. It's <laughs> the parents. <laughs> the collective world. So who are their parents then? They're like in their 50s? In their 60s? I guess they're 50s, in their 60s. 60s. Except my parents are around that age. But my parents had kids really young. And my parents had kids fairly old, but not super old. Like I have one Gen Z friend whose parents had them in their 40s. And mm. she has very Gen X like exennial tendencies even though she's z because it's the 20 year gap of parenting i think it's always i think it's the parenting so the good parents are the baby boomers then because we turned out okay yeah we turned out so i think it's like the the bad parents are the gen xers 
but that's only a little older than me. Yeah, it's weird. It's stupid. These classifications are dumb. I think it's, it's like there's a micro generation between baby boomers and Gen X, and that sliver is the bad parents. I'll take that. Right? But there's no name for them. Like, Exumers. We'll call them Exumers. <laughs> there we go. I think the Exumers birthed the millennials. Because those of us raised by boomer boomers are more generation X-y. But it's also, I think, uh, you're forgetting the technology changes. And I think the technology changes has been a huge part of this. It definitely has. Um, I think it's a blessing and a curse. It makes things super convenient. Except, you know, a lot of times the, the people that I'm working with, like, I was saying I don't feel that, that per- they're very professional. Like, they want to DM me all the time. That is how they communicate Isn't that dirty? Don't you say slide into my DMs and that means fuck me? Um, it, it might. See, I'm not using that. No, I often. think that's what it means. Slide Does into it? my DMs. Yeah, I watch I'm, some I'm hip TV so, shows. I'm not hip to this. Yeah, so. It basically means HMU is hit me up. The slide into my DMs yeah. is like HMU, slide into my DMs, and they, that basically means send me a dick pic. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. No one likes dick pics. Well, but I've never sent one ever. I don't even know how you take a picture of it. Like, I don't know how that would work with your phone. Hey, selfie stick. That's what I, I'm for these days, I heard. Is that really? It, Have you ever received it, a dick pic? Um, Hasn't everybody except you? I've except never you? ever received one or sent one. So thank your lucky stars. Yeah, I'm old. I can't imagine why anyone would, would want know, a pic of that. It's a little, it's a little scary. It's how scary often do you get them? I mean, I'm not 18 anymore, so... You're on online dating, so that could be part of it. Emmy uh, was getting uh, airdropped dick pics on the subway. I had to tell her to turn off her Bluetooth when she wasn't using it. <laughs> I know. We're going to totally use it in my sitcom at some point for a subplot for Celia. Because I can just brilliant. imagine Celia's, Celia's reaction to getting dick pics is, is going to be hilariously epic. All right, so a lot of these points I have taken... Uh, from my book, Millennials Are Ruining the World, which again is a comedy book and very funny and millennials have loved it. Uh, just, you know, speaking of them getting offended by the title again. So, yes, you do think millennials are entitled. So give some examples of this entitlement that you've seen in millennials. Um, I'd say one definite example. So I work in HR at a university. I deal with a lot of students. Um and I recall definitely one of the funniest times was um, because I work in an administrative building, like in the office of senior management, the dean of the entire school, some really big wheels down at the cracker factory that your average person is not uh, chatting with. And a student walked in to these offices and uh, demanded that his class was definitely in the building. and. He, want, he needed to know where it was right that moment, and I just kind of let him go off on his tangent and talk on his own, and I'm, I'm listening, getting screamed at, yelled at, realizing that, one, because I happen to look on the younger side, that he probably thinks that I'm his age and that it's okay to speak to me like that. Side note, it's never okay to speak to anybody like that. So I let him do his whole spiel, and finally, I, I, you know, I kept telling him, your class is not here. And I said, pull out your phone, uh, you know, show me where your class is on your syllabus. Pulls out his phone, and I said, your class is not here. 
the class uh, is located on a different street that has a very similar name to the one that you're looking for. So, like, he sheepishly turned away, no apology. You know, I had to tell him, you can't speak to me like that. You can't speak to anybody like that. So it was this sense of entitlement, sense of arrogance, um, the demand. I just, all the time. Ah, uh, see. Students. I'm just, like, hearing. So what streets have the same name? Like, they both started with WA or something? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I was thinking what streets are. I won't give away the location of, of where you work because I know be that's amazing. that's tantamount to a anonymity, a mononymity. But I was thinking of the time in China. My did I tell you about this time in China? Mm-hmm. I went to China and I was supposed to meet my friend at Taking Road, but I went to Taking Road. And they are not close, and my friends thought I was dead because I, I didn't have cell phone reception because I was in China. And um, that's before I even had an iPhone, so I don't think I, yeah, I didn't have an iPhone, so I couldn't even log on to a Wi-Fi to send a message. But it was literally, I think there was one vowel different in the English spelling of these two names, but if you said them in Chinese, they sounded exactly the same. But this is exactly my point. You didn't even have an iPhone. No, I, I didn't. had an iPhone in his hands. Every He doesn't even have to think. Everything yeah, you don't have to think when him. you have an iPhone. We're all completely mindless today. Because... You don't have to remember anything. Right, exactly. Like, I'm like, oh, who was in that movie? And then I ask Siri, and Siri tells me. And then all I'm like... All you have to be able to do is read. Well, they can do that, I think. They were taught how to read. Um, apparently they can't. Uh, well, that's very sad. This kid couldn't. I think they don't. For him. They don't want to do it for themselves. They want other people to do it for them, like their mommy cut off the corners of their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? <sighs> that's what it is. They're just the thought of having to I do it themselves. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. you're but totally I, a millennial, Sam. I learned to like the crust, so. I like the crust. I always had the crust. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we even we had it like. Emmy was doing laundry for her whole family when she was like 10 or something. Like I was, when she found out my mom did my laundry till I was 18, she was like, what? And like, I know people whose mom do their laundry in their 30s. So like. Yeah, I was also not doing my laundry at 18. But that's because my mom feels like she's the queen of the laundry, queen of the kitchen. Like she doesn't want people touching her stuff. Oh, well, that's nice. I have attempted. I have attempted and she's like, get out of my kitchen. But I think that's because she thinks I'm going to blow it up. Are you? It's possible. See, so she's very smart. All right, next question. So how are millennials irresponsible and unreliable? Irresponsible, unreliable. Um, They don't often show up on time. That's true. They're just a little too relaxed. But you were six minutes late today. This is great. I'm just poking holes in everything. Silence. (laughs) Just silence. Six minutes is better than 20 minutes. Anything is better than that. Yes. I agree. Like, they'll commit to something and then they kind of flake on you. They're always flaking. Well, I think everyone at every age flakes. I just stop being friends with people like that. I can't say always. I can't say always. There's, like, plenty of people who flake in every generation, are there not? Very true. Except for Smee. Smee never flakes. He's here every day. And when I need him to take a picture, he will do it. And we (laughs) we did an Instagram story today, and I had him singing with me. And I was like, good job. And then he gets his treat. 
He's licking himself. He knows we're talking about him, but he's so cute. He's ignoring it. He's like, I'm gonna lick myself today. <laughs> uh, all right. So, do you have an example of a lack of professionalism from your millennial coworkers? Yes, I would. De- well, not from coworkers, but from experiencing being in HR and hiring people. Um, I would definitely, you know, talk about clothing and what people wear and what they consider professional and I've seen everything across the spectrum um the one thing I will tell people out there dress for success dress for the job that you want so I definitely recall two episodes where one young person decided to show up with a crumpled resume and in her sweatpants really yes and so you know, she was put on the HR waiting couch. Did she think she was going to the gym? She felt like she was Netflix and chilling. Oh, wow. That's what it was. Like, I looked over at her and thought, maybe I should reach into my desk and pull out, like, a microwave popcorn or something because she was so comfortable on this couch, basically dressed like a slob. Isn't it better to be dressed like a slob than a slut? Um, well, funny that you say that. I'm very, very funny. Haha, <laughs> because we've had that, too. So, That's what I figured. I yeah, was setting you, you know? up for it. Uh, thanks, genius. I'm uh, very smart. I'm um, not going to lie. But being smart does not matter in this industry. <laughs> it doesn't matter how smart or talented you are. It's it's how much luck you have and do you know people with money or do you meet people with money? And that's Touché. basically how it works. Or do Which you have family with business. money? Yeah, I don't recommend just, it. Because I would just die. Yeah, it's not the best business. I'm not going to lie. But we've talked about that plenty of times on this podcast. But, so yeah, so then there was the other time where this young lady definitely showed up pretty much wearing nothing, looking like she's going to a Hooters interview. Really? Yeah, like... And you hired her? No! Got it. Absolutely not! Um, yeah. I'm... But you got her number and set her up with your friend? Um... That's also a negatory. Right. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Because yeah. you are a professional. All right. So you said that millennials, you know, get offended. Do you have an example of uh, them getting their feelings hurt or being offended by like a joke you made or something? No. Mm. She's saying no. <laughs> I was going into my own life because I make lots of jokes and then they get offended. And no, I'm like, it I was just a joke. I haven't had that happen to me because I know better. Oh, so you know better than me. Well, yeah. In the podcast, it's okay, but like then I go back and I listen and I. I mean, their feelings I, are hurting. I'm like, everything. is this joke okay? And then one of my friends will be like, "No, you should cut that joke about abortion." And then I go Ouch. back and I remove it. Yeah. No, the closest thing I could think about that is just their the constant protesting. They they get so riled up and their feelings are hurt over everything. Everything. Everything is a protest. It is a lot of protesting. A lot of protesting, but to the point where they're being hypocritical, where, you know, they start invading others' personal space. I, I feel like it's it's even though that's what they're you it's know, all or nothing with them. You know, the woke people. Like I say, we talked about this a lot with with Catherine last week, but I don't consider myself woke because they're so extreme. You know, and I mean, I'm an extreme person, but not to this extreme. You know what I, I mean? Say it's that like. I am it's like it's it's all or nothing with them. So like if somebody has voted for nine really good bills and one really bad bill, they focus on the fact that they 
they voted for one bad bill and they just harp on it until that person's no longer viable. Whereas on the other side, you have someone who's voted for maybe zero good bills and that's, they equate that or they equate the parties and they're like, you know. They absolutely do. It's like they're the same. It's like, no, they're not the same. Like, sure, maybe there's some Democrats who have voted for 50 or 60 percent of the way you want, but the Republicans have voted for zero to 10 percent. And how is that equal? Like, you're not going to find someone who votes 100 percent all the time with you, or you're not going to be able to have free college tomorrow, like, without having some compromise and on some way, some way to pay for it, you know? remind me what that is, compromise? Yes. Now, millennials don't really understand the concept of compromising. And they like to, you know, spout on about cultural appropriation. Yeah, that's true. culturally appropriate other people's pain for their own gain. Yeah, like they'll get... All the time. They get offended by something that's even like, gosh, how do I... I can't even figure out how to phrase this without offending them. But like, (laughs) it's like... So let's say uh, someone makes a joke about X and the person who is X laughs at it and goes, that was a really funny joke about X. I appreciated it, even though I'm X. But the people who are not X, those are the people get offended, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They're like, I can't believe you made that joke about X. Uh, I feel for X and X has had a much harder time than you. And, you know, then I have to remember, remind everyone I'm Jewish and that my grandmother lived through concentration camps. And that's like, I have to bring that out as street cred, you know? Do you feel like you have to do that? I mean, that's no longer street cred, really. The really? Way it's because it's so long ago. The way that it's this is so going, long it's ago. Not... Yeah, but I feel like the, the, you know, the trauma from that is still in me somewhere. It, I it's mean, passed down. I know that it is. Yes, but that's because we're Jewish. But the millennials, the protesters, yeah. certainly do not. I've seen crazy things I being know. down on campus, so. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that uh, protesting is that effective. Like, I told people, you know, and before the election that the voting, voting is what's effective, right? Voting is what's important. You can protest all you want, and it's good to get visibility, but... I'm just not, I don't like crowds, so, like, I support people usually, but I don't want to go, it's too claustrophobic for me, right? I hear you. Yeah. But anyway, why don't we move on to uh, another topic? So, you you think, uh, you told me that millennials have, like, a different language? They absolutely do. Um, With their HMUs and their TMIs. And um, their Aggies. Aggies? They're salty. What the hell's an They're Aggie? They're up. I don't know. Aggie? Aggie is Aggie, a football uh, team in Texas that wait. is referenced in the Little Whorehouse. I mean, from... The best Little Whorehouse in Texas. That's why I know what the Aggies are. So, from contextual clues, I came away with that this person was aggravated. Aggravated? Aggravated. I'm so Aggie. That's... I've never... That's how it came out. I've never heard that one. Yes. I do a whole chapter in my book about their text speak, but I've never heard Aggie. Yeah. My... Because co- they can't say the word aggravated? Yeah. Everything needs to be shortened. It's 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 seriously their own language. But you should my fit co-work- in because you're so short. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Nice one. Thank you. Um, you can't see it, but Sammy is very short. Just, I am petite. What are you, like five foot? Four, eight? I'm... Five foot regularly, five one on a really confident day when I'm got it. Great, very taking short. Taking on the world, very short. Yeah. So Aggie, does that make you Aggie when people make 
make yes, ag- Aggie absolutely. I'm Aggie references. right now just talking about this. My coworker is... Is her name Aggie? On... Agatha. No, that would that be, be kind of cool. I don't think I've ever met an Agatha in real life. That's like an old, old, old name. name. Agatha Christie. Yep. And then you could call them Aggie for short. Yeah. No, that's not the case, but she's six years younger than me. That would be I'm... a good cat name. So you're getting another cat? No, wait, eventually. I mean, when, I think I'm... Smee would be kind of No, jelly. he has another See? ten years. jelly. But I, I mean, eventually, it. if I ever got another cat, Agatha would be a good cat name. I won't remember 10 years from now, but I like that. Agatha I'll Katsky. I'll you in 10 years. Agatha, Ag- Agatha, Agatha. Katsky, like Christy Katsky, no. It works. It Aggie. Work. Aggie, the, the saggy cat. <laughs> Aggie who's saggy and a little faggy. Nope. Can we not say faggy uh, anymore? I no. meant like the cigarettes. Right? They say, can I bum a fag? That's a cigarette. So, you're British now? Yes, I'm British, and that's the reference I meant when I was rhyming in the baggy, saggy, aggy. Gaggy. (laughs) It's so gaggy when they say aggy. And what else? So, aggy. I'm aggy about this. But the, the thing is, I have no idea what people are saying to me anymore. So, what was the other ones besides aggy? Um, salty... Uh, Salty, phrases like cricketing, glow cricketing? up, benching. These are all dating I, terms. I don't know any of this. I have a coworker who's six years younger than me, and she talks in all this code, and she'll start off, you know, speaking, you know, a language that I can understand, and then it, it, it veers off into this place where I have no idea what she's saying. So I'll just let her speak, and at the end of the conversation, I say, "Can you speak in English that I can understand?" Yeah, so apparently cricketing is a dating term. Like, I'm being cricketed right now. Like, ghosted? Ghosted. Ghosted, I know. benching. What, what does cricketing mean? Um, I think it's a term where you text somebody, they don't answer you back, or breadcrumbing. Like, they oh, drop like, little... like you just hear, hear crickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And breadcrumbing would be, they just... Dropping little tiny uh like they say like texts. yo every other day and right. that's it or they answer your question every other day just enough breadcrumbs to keep you coming back oh interesting but yeah. what does salty mean like if they're having semen it tastes salty um that could be a possibility but i highly doubt it i think uh salty means like sore like somebody sore at you Salty. I've heard thirsty. I think. Oh, yeah. And if thirsty. You're, but if you're salty, you're going to be thirsty, thirsty because the salt makes you thirst. Yeah. So you're sore at somebody and that makes you thirsty. Uh, and then you're desperate. Yeah, pretty much. I've never heard of this. Yeah. All right, so cricketing is like is exactly like ghosting because you hear crickets. Right. Yeah. Got right. it. And then it's like uh, we could teach a course in this. You said to kind of analyze I mean, this I slang. I probably could. Yeah, this is interesting. Should I look into that? Yeah, I've never... sign up for that? I've never heard of that. Salty and cricketing. And then what was the other one you benching? said? Benching. Benching. What's benching? Um, Keeping somebody warm on the sidelines while you're off dating another person. Why would you do that? People like to lead people on, you know? You want to have somebody waiting in the wings. That's so rude. Yeah, that's why I had trouble dating when I was on apps because I'm honest and I just don't play games and I'm just like I will tell you all yeah, out there I, appreciate that I think so I mean I always appreciated it when someone would 
just bluntly tell me they're not interested. Because I would almost always text again because I'm, I guess I wasn't so picky because I wasn't thirsty. Or maybe I was thirsty and then I was. You just didn't know it? I don't know. I was always DTF. Is that something they still say? Um, yeah. DTF. I know that one. So at least, and DTS is a, is a crossword clue, but I forget what the clue is. DTS. I think it's. No, I don't remember what DTS is. You know what? I want to look that up. Let's hold on. We're going to pause while I look up DTS. Okay, we're back. It means delirium tremens. Tremens? That's what I said? Delirium tremens? Yep. Which is the shakes. And the clue is always rehab woes. And it's DTS. But I've never seen DTF in a crossword puzzle. And that probably won't ever be. You know, I see it on the subway a lot. Really? Some of those advertisements. Really? Uh, yeah. I never take the subway. But I can't recall. Oh, no. You mean DTS or DTF? No, DTF. Really? And then the company uses the acronym, you know, in different ways. Oh, like they don't realize what it means? No, they know what it means to play on that. Oh, interesting. And then you said something about glow stick. Glow up. I wish it was glow sticks. I love you glow know sticks. I love EDM. I but, love glow sticks. Um, EDM those... is electric dance music. Yeah. See, I've learned that because you're obsessed with it. That should have been in your facts. Ah, uh, that's my okay. Bad. And she's obsessed with EDM, uh, which is obsessed. different different than S and M. Very different. <laughs> so, what does glow stick mean? Glow no, up. Glow up. Um. One of the best examples, a recent example, let's do Game of Thrones style. Right. Um, Robin Aaron, there was an article about him, how he had an awesome glow up. So Glow up. Yeah, that he was like, I guess, a wacky looking little kid. And then as he got older, he grew up, but like glowed up and is hot as hell right now. So glow up means you're... Like a Yankee kid, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're attractive? Yeah, you're like hot. What happens when you go the other way? Is it a glow down? Because I think I glowed down. I Ouch. think I was adorable as a kid. And then in high school, I was pretty good. And then I lost my hair, and then I gained weight, and then I glowed down. It happens. And then I kind of glue up, but only if you like baldness. But some people do. They, Patrick Stewart, people like him. I'm a big fan of bald representation. When I see a bald person on TV, I get very excited about it to see myself represented. I particularly like when I see younger bald people because then I feel like I belong. And I know like I'll work on TV in my 60s and 70s as that bald Jewish doctor. But like... It's a true thing. Yeah, but I when I see bald guys in their 30s and 40s on TV, I feel like... Yes, we finally got representation, Sammy. <laughs> hashtag bald is the new black. Oh, did you just hashtag? Did you just drop a hashtag? I am a millennial. Who is a millennial now? I'm being millennial. Who is a millennial? I, so it's rubbing off on you. I know. That's the thing. It's very hard to stay disconnected from the whole thing. Move with the times, It's bro, like, you know, I, I didn't get a smartphone till 2015, and I I'm actually, so I had a bet with my friend in 2010 that I wouldn't get a smartphone in the next five years, and he bet me $5 I would have a smartphone, and I said, no, I won't. And so for five years, I didn't get a smartphone. Just for that reason. Yeah, and then he gave me the $5, and then the next day I got a smartphone. 
But I got a, my friend Eric gave me his iPhone 4, which I used for a couple years until I broke the screen. And I would have kept using it with the broken screen, except apps weren't working on it because it was an iPhone 4. You can't even get a flip phone. You can't even get a Nokia today. I love the flip phones. But like, I do actually do a chapter in my book on smart, it's called Smartphones Can Be Smart. In my book, Millennials Are Ruining the World, which is a humorous book, not an offensive book. Uh, I do a chapter about how I actually use my smartphone now. I, I hate it, but I do because it just makes more... Like, if I'm on vacation, I used to bring my little notebook with the pen and I would take notes to remember things for my big trip ledgers, which eventually will be in my book, Seth Reviews the World, when I'm 80 and have seen most of the world. Love them. Put, but, put me on pre-order for that book. Yes, I'm only at 24 countries, but eventually I'll get to 100 or whatever. Um, but anyway, I used to do it on the notebook, and now I actually do the notes on the phone. Isn't that horrible? I mean, are your fingers any more tired than... No, I don't like doing it that way, but then when I get home... My fingers are too fat for these screens. Then I just send it to my, my computer, and I can copy paste it. Your phone is bigger than my phone. It's an iPhone 10. You got the 10? splurged for the 10 because my other phone kept dying. Is it working? Is this, it nice? This is beautiful. It's my baby. But where's the home? They, they got rid there of the home button. There is no home button. This has been a controversy for But a then long how time. do you use your fingerprint to open the phone? I don't even use my fingerprint to open the phone. I don't know how to set that up. That's like a millennial thing. What do you use? A pin? Yes. That's so old school. Old even I use my school. fingerprint. I you had to use your fingerprint? Yeah, I had to tell teach my mom how to use her fingerprint. I don't even know how to I don't know Set that you can up. do it on this phone. The The fingerprint goes on the home button. Why would they get rid of the home button? Huh. Can so you maybe... still use your earphones on it? Yes. I thought they got rid of that. No, they have this cool little double jack down here. So it, it doubles for a pow, uh, power charging and also... And you can use the same earphones you've always used? Um, the, This one has, I think, a lightning connector. But who's using, you know, connected wired headphones anymore I do. everybody's i don't want to use those earbuds they fall out then you lose them and I then mean, they're gone forever i want ear cancer so i'm gonna use them i don't i use got the, the earbuds, got i for like using no i use the, the headphone with the sweet. microphone and then i can talk on the phone and have it in my pocket so i don't get cancer i yeah well does that not work with this phone I, it works with this phone but you need an adapter no you just you just get the earbuds with the wire plugs right into here. But no, I have a the but I have it has one a already. It has a microphone on it. But you have to use the one that comes with the ten. Yes. But what correct. about the old one that I bought on oh, eBay? No. no, 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 not gonna work. See, I'm not getting the, the old 10. jack is gone. I want the old if jack. I want the old jack. Is it on the nine? Uh, is there an iPhone nine? Did they no. skip nine? Eight, nine, ten. I think it went from 8 to 10. What happened to the iPhone 9? That's a good question. I got to ask my friend who works with Apple Store. 7, 8, I 9, like, 10. I have the little SE and apparently they don't sell it anymore. But I never want a phone bigger than my SE. Look how nice and compact it is. And if I got a bigger phone, I'd need a different case. And my I don't want to get a different so case. Old, I can barely see that. Your iPhone is so old or your eyes? My eyes. So lately at work, I have this new thing where oh. they've given everybody laptops and 
are trying to give us a flexible work schedule, which I really appreciate. You know, uh, millennials are millennial culture is turning around the way the workforce oh, operates. Oh, I hate that. So they've given us all a laptop. My eyes are so old that I have to come into the office so I could hook my laptop up to a huge monitor so I can actually Oh, yeah. See. My friend yeah, was saying that. Yeah. If she turned 40 and her eyes, she needs reading glasses. And yeah. I'm, I'm Brian Childers, dead. who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. He said as soon as he turned 40, he needed reading glasses. I prefer the big screen. Yeah, I have a big desktop on, on my desk. And I don't think millennials have desks anymore. I've never owned a laptop. I don't think I'll ever own a laptop. Why would I need a laptop, right? I use the iPad if I'm traveling. But if I'm traveling, I don't want to be able to work because I'm traveling. Like I travel for work. So no, then you need a laptop. You need a laptop. I don't travel for work. All right, so maybe we should get back on uh, on topic here. Uh, so do you think the millennials have different tastes than we have? Definitely. Um I feel that we're more, you know, old school. I know? like opera. I'm old, old, old school. I mean, I had a millennial working in my office, so when we played music out loud, she asked me who the artist was. It was the Backstreet Boys. I know who she those are. She could not even identify that. Wow. Just last night I was telling the story to somebody. Couldn't identify the Backstreet Boys. Couldn't identify in, in sync. 98 degrees. Like, nothing. These are things I, I wouldn't be able to differentiate between those because I'm older than you. I know Madonna. Love Madonna. I know Lionel Richie. Um, I know Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston. That's more my jam. Early 80s, mid 80s. Once you get into Classics. the 90s, I don't like it anymore because that's how old I am. I don't like, I didn't like 90s music. When I was I in, like 90s in college, okay. I never liked, there's like a, a, I just don't like it. I like 80s, 70s, 60s, some 50s. I like Broadway up until about 2003, and I like opera. And that's like it. I'm old. It's not that old. Those are classics. Classics I'm never classic. go out of style. Classic Cuccini. <laughs> All right. So do you think millennials mean to be so irritating? Um... I'm going to go with yes. Really? They have, I mean, they have to know that they're You don't think that they're they just know. products of their time and their par- the way their parents raised them and the way technology makes it so they have everything on their fingertips so they don't, they can order something on Amazon Prime and the drone brings it to them the next day. But is that a part client, of being woke? Maybe. I had a client, I said, did you buy your SIM card yet? Because I needed her to have one for her own show. And she's like, no, but I'll order it now. And she had Amazon Prime get it to her by midnight. And she ordered it at like 3 p.m. I just can't. That's what they're used to. So it's, and then the. the, I'm still uh, shopping in stores. Like physical brick and mortar stores. I tend to shop on eBay to get things cheaper. But I do sometimes still shop at stores. I actually, true story, just got Amazon Prime. Really? I don't have Amazon Got it. Prime. Had a very positive experience. Feeling great about this life choice. I don't order enough to warrant it. I, I am now ordering everything off of there. See, that's how they have a monopoly. I also discovered this thing called Ebates. Oh, I'm have on Ebates. Yeah, I get money back yeah. on Ebates. But I don't yeah. actually buy things. I really do not. I'm not a consumer. I barely ever consume anything. 
I try not to, but... I mean, there's not much... I don't know what I would get. You know, I get books and Muppet toys, but I feel like I don't have any room for Muppet toys anymore, so I stopped getting them, and I feel like (laughs) Emmy thinks I should read the books I have. I have, like, maybe 200 books that I haven't read, and she thinks I should read them before I buy new books, so I try not to buy so many books. I just got a Kindle! Oh, gosh, you're a millennial now, Sammy. You have Amazon Prime and a Kindle... Next, next you're going to go to a protest. Me, who used to work in book publishing, who's always a book person, got wow. cracked crack down, got a Kindle. You're not Loving seeing it. the look on my face, Loving but it, it is flabbergasted. I, I hate that they can't see my face in these podcasts. That's my... I hate that they can't see your face That's also. my least favorite thing. I mean, it's very sad, and they can't see Smee. He's lounging there, being very cute. But then again, we can, like, make faces at the microphone, and they never know. So, like, (laughs) I just flipped the microphone off just because I could, and you wouldn't have known about it. Smee just knocked something down. That's what that noise was. That's the other thing. The mic is so sensitive. It, like, picks up everything. It's like, what's that noise? Uh, All right, well, I think we're actually almost done. So before I get to the closing questions, my final uh, question for you is, do you secretly want to be a millennial? I think after this entire conversation, we've actually come to realize that I am a millennial. Sammy is a millennial. You heard it first. This is what um, my friend Mark was saying after he listened to the first few episodes and he was like, I think that, that you just wished you were a millennial. And I was like, what? But then I thought about it, and that's like, you know, heaven forbid I don't have a story arc for a season. Even if it's a podcast, I have a story arc. So the story arc is after this whole season, I think we have maybe had the epiphany that maybe we wish we were millennials. But see, this podcast, which is supposed to be entertaining, you know, for ourselves and for others, it's really teaching me a lot about myself. Yeah. It allows me to be so introspective. It's like... confront my millennial demons your millennial demons like i wish that i could use the smartphone like a millennial and i wish that i had a younger fan base like who would watch my youtube and listen to the podcast and like then i could get uh you know enough viewers and subscribers to get my sitcom up but it's hard when you're old it's hard when you're old i'm no longer the wounder kid I'm no longer the <laughs> the new kid on the block. I I'm old. And wouldn't know that. I know they wouldn't get these references, no. but like you know, it gives me hope when people when they're Tonys in their seventies and eighties, and I'm like, there is some value to age, you know. And in Japan, uh, the old people are revered, you know. In China too, in Asian cultures, and they have here, it right. here it's this America's like youth, 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 millennials, generation you turn 30 Z. and you're dead. It's horrifying. But I have hope, Sammy, that even though I am 40 now, I will still break through and uh, eventually get to do my sitcom and get to do movies and get everything I want in life, right? You've got this. I hope so. You've got this, boo. All right. So uh, I'm not going to even ask you this, what time did a millennial annoy you question? Because you pretty much answered it. I mean, yeah, but they also annoy me with their... You know, coffee orders and avocado. All right, I will ask you for this. What is a time a millennial annoy you? And you're going to say coffee and... Do people really eat avocado toast? Yeah, all the time. I've never... It's like on all the major menus. I've heard of it as a thing millennials do, but I've never seen a millennial do it. I've seen it happen a zillion times. 
I am also guilty of this. But I don't get coffee. Sammy is a millennial. See, here's the problem. These kids are complaining how they can't get hired for jobs. They're in crazy debt from school. They're buying, you know, $15, $20 avocado toasts, $10 coffees. Yeah. Pop. I don't spend money. They you need could to spend learn. money, but spend it on useful things. Like, make your own damn coffee. I I don't drink coffee, but... <laughs> All right, so uh, final question of the season. Uh, what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? What advice would I give myself 10 years ago? Definitely, yeah, and this is lame. Just don't sweat the small stuff because it usually works out in the end. I think it's funny. Almost everyone gave similar advice. The whole season has been calm down. It's not that big a deal. Everything will be okay. My 30s have been the best. So I think that's the moral of the season is everything is going to be okay. And secretly, we all want to be millennials. So there you have it, everyone. Thank you for being here, Sammy. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, If you haven't listened to the full season... What's going on? Go subscribe, like. I'm told you can rate things on all your platforms, and that would be great. And uh, hopefully I'll get renewed for a second season. And I do realize that I'm the one who decides this, but uh, I will renew myself (laughs) if people... I've rated everything five stars. Yes. Oh, thank you. Six stars. Seven? If people, uh, you know, like it, we'll do another season next summer. And if if nobody is like, do another season... Maybe I'll do something else. I don't know. No, you're still I don't know. Do another season. I'll probably do another season. Why wouldn't you? Um, I don't know. I don't Why know. Wouldn't anybody I'm... like this? It's comedical. I wish that it was easier to get people to <laughs> listen to your stuff, but I did get, uh, you know, a social media uh, intern this summer, and maybe by the time this airs, it will have. Uh, Maybe I'll be getting a thousand views an episode, a thousand listens an episode. I still don't know the fucking terminology. <laughs> a thousand listens an episode. Uh, maybe not. Right now we're averaging about 50. But I have hope. I have hope. And thank you all for listening. And I love each and every one of you. Even the people I haven't met. I love you. And thank you for watching. I mean listening. Shit. Thank you for listening. This episode is getting too long, so I need to stop. Uh, But thank you. I really appreciate those of you who have listened to this whole season. And, uh, you know, make sure you go visit my webpage, SethBH.com, boop, uh, to see what I'm up to in the future. And uh, maybe I'll be back next summer with, with this podcast. And if so, you'll hear me then right here on Millennials Are Running the World, question mark, an exennial perspective. I'm not woke, but I'm awake. Millennials are ruining the world, an exennial perspective.